one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash nuclear revenge video. If you love hearing these stories of nuclear level revenge, make sure to join in by hitting the like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by Jamie T789, taking down Bridezilla. I went to sort of a pre-pre-bachelorette party for a sorority sister who I hadn't seen in a while and who turned out to be a complete Bridezilla witch. One of our other friends from college is pregnant from a one-night stand and does not know who the father is, but is keeping the baby. Bridezilla figured out that she's going to be about eight months pregnant at the wedding and wouldn't let her be a bridesmaid. She was really nasty and called her a tramp and said she should have gotten an abortion. The girl got really upset and left. Almost everybody else did too. One of the girls out partying with us is a nurse practitioner. She invited the remaining girls back to her apartment. I don't know what she gave Bridezilla, but she was out cold really fast. That's where it got really weird. I had had way too much to drink and crashed on the couch when the other girls left. I woke up a couple of hours later looking for the bathroom, and I walked in on the nurse and Bridezilla. Bridezilla was out cold, but the nurse had her unclothed from the waist down and on the bed, with a bunch of pillows under her and her legs spread like she was giving her an exam. I then saw her hold something up and laugh, and I realized what she had just done. She had removed Bridezilla's IUD. I got really upset at first and started yelling at her that she was a psycho. So she just flushed it down the toilet and reminded me that if I said anything, Bridezilla would probably have both of us arrested. I realized she was right of course and it didn't help that I was really drunk. When she saw that I was backing down, she laughed and explained that her IUD was the copper kind, with no hormones to stay behind in her body to prevent ovulating, and that with any luck, Bridezilla would be showing a baby bump by her wedding day. At first I was going to keep my mouth shut, but I had second thoughts and felt guilty and tried to contact Bridezilla later to warn her somehow, but she wouldn't return my calls, and texted me that she was angry at me for inviting our pregnant friend out that night. She texted some really nasty things about her, so I decided Bridezilla really deserved what was coming to her, but I didn't want to bring an unwanted baby into the world. I spread a rumor that she had gotten really drunk that night and told us she was getting her IUD removed because she wanted to make sure her fiancé was on the hook with a baby just in case he got cold feet before the wedding. Word got back to him and he insisted on checking for her strings himself and then dragging her to the walk-in clinic when he couldn't feel them. By the end of her exam, the wedding was off. Word is, she just got a DNC. So not only did we get revenge on her for being a total witch, We also saved a nice guy from a bad marriage. I screwed his brains out last weekend. He deserved it, and so did she. Now, I know it's kind of a faux pas to judge whether or not a story actually happened, but be honest, do you guys think that this story could have happened at all? Do you think it's even remotely believable? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. If this actually happened though, you know, maybe I'm not cut out for nuclear revenge. And our final story of the day is by Far Independent 9. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, face the consequences. I met Jane after amicably ending a long-term relationship. 
I didn't think I'd want to date again, but Jane and I really clicked and it was such a nice escape. We hung out as friends before moving on to dating, and within six months, we had moved in together. I had long since gotten over my ex, and Jane and I were doing great and regularly talking about the future. I was fairly socially awkward and only had a few good friends before meeting her, whereas she had a large circle of acquaintances and friends she introduced me to, who became good friends of mine as well. About a year into our relationship, Jane informs me that she had a one-night stand with someone she had met at the bar begs for forgiveness, says she's so sorry that she wasn't used to alcohol, all the usual excuses. Me not wanting to lose this relationship too, and having invested so much time thinking about my future with this girl, believes her. It wasn't easy, and I ended up in therapy for my anxiety, but we worked through it after lots of talks and crying and long nights, gradually rebuilding trust after she reassured me regularly that I was the one for her, and she was still committed to our relationship. I confided in a few close mutual friends who kept it to themselves. Everything seemed back on track, and I thought we healed. Another year passes when I notice Jane seems off, she's gone more often, more secretive of her phone. I'll wake up to find her on the computer instead of in bed, red flags flying. One weekend, she tells me she's going to her mother's to help her with spring cleaning. I don't really get along with or speak to her mother. Her mother's an incredibly religious woman, who was already upset with Jane for living with me before marriage and a few other personal decisions on her end, and feels as if she has control over her life due to financially supporting her, which is why I assumed she figured it'd be a safe bet I wouldn't talk to her mom. A few hours after she left, I called her a few times and it went right to voicemail, meaning her phone was off. So I called her mother, knowing she wouldn't answer me, and left a voicemail asking if Jane made it to her house safely. It had been hours and I hadn't heard from her. A few minutes pass and she calls me back, tells me that she called Jane and couldn't get an answer, as I knew she wouldn't, started asking when she left, etc, etc. I told her that she left that morning to help her with spring cleaning. This was news to her mother, who never spoke to her about that. Her worrying about Jane had her talking. I sit there thinking about what I'll tell Jane when she speaks to her mom and has time to think of an excuse. She gets home later that night and seems totally nonchalant. Turns out her phone is still off, so she hasn't even gotten the calls from me or her mom yet. Perfect. I ask her how her day went. She tells me how much she hates dusting. There was so much on top of the cabinets and how they had to carry stuff down to the basement. An elevator would have been nice. All that good stuff. I then decide to let her know I was aware she hadn't been to her mom's. Long story short, she admits to cheating on me again and had been essentially since I'd forgiven her for the first time. While I was dealing with anxiety and insecurity, while she was reassuring me it would never happen again and I was the only one for her. While we talked about buying a place and all our goals, She was freaking around with the same dude, mostly online, but had met up with him every so often for quickies during the day. I basically shut down entirely and went to stay with a friend and told Jane it was over. The more I thought about it, the more my sadness turned to anger and the stupider I felt for giving her a second chance. I had wasted two years of my life and made myself vulnerable to someone I fell in love with who I thought loved me and made a fool of me. Jane was inconsolable, calling me, my friend who I was staying with, texting and threatening to show up in hopes of fixing it. She was on the verge of a breakdown, claiming she'd do anything, talk to therapists, give me total access to her accounts, anything she could do to make it right, to take back the past, which is when I seen the opportunity to get back at her. I told her I wanted to be able to forgive her, 
but big changes needed to happen in order for me to do that. She jumped at the opportunity. I told her I needed to be sure she was serious about our future. First, I wanted to look at renting a bigger place somewhere without bad memories. We were month to month, so I gave my landlord notice and asked her to go through with the process of securing us a new lease elsewhere, as I couldn't handle it right then. I then told her that if we're going to learn to trust again, I want to start taking steps towards an engagement. I don't want to focus on the past. If I do, I'll want to leave. I just want to focus on the future. And the first step should be a joint account that I still trust her with finances, to which she agreed. I deposited a few hundred into her account, told her I had spent the rest of my savings on paying two months advance rent to my buddy I was staying with, and he'd give it back to me in installments since I'd be moving out sooner than planned. Now that this was set up, I figured I wanted to ruin her social life, but I knew it would take some more plotting to do that. So I told her to come back to our apartment, and we stayed there waiting out the end of the month. We cried together, she was overwhelmingly affectionate, let me watch her delete her social media pages, made me breakfast most days. She was just so sorry. I wanted to scream at her so badly, but instead, I'd ask for comfort and reassurance and play the wounded animal. We had plenty of makeup sex too, which is the only thing I feel slightly guilty about. She was sure to be extra adventurous for my sake, so when I asked if I could take some photos, she was all for it. During this time, I had been distant from our mutual friends, turning down invites and saying things like, Jane wouldn't want me to go, or asking a few one-on-one for advice on how do they handle it when their partner gets mad. Does your partner ever break stuff or slap you? No, no, Jane would never do that, I was just wondering. Then, shortly before we planned to move into the new place, I had cold feet, told her I didn't think I could do it, that I just didn't trust her. She was frantic, pleading with me to not leave again and begging for something she could do to fix it, so I told her I believed our social circle put her up to it. She swore up and down that no one had any idea, but I asked how could I believe her? She lied to me twice before. I don't trust her around them. That a fresh start means new people in our lives too. That I'd never feel comfortable again as these people I don't know if I can trust were still around. I wore her down until she agreed to ghost them all, but that wasn't enough for me. I told her that I needed the bridge to be burnt because I don't trust them. So I had her rejoin and sent a message to the group chat complaining about fake friends, backstabbers, and how she was better without them, then blocked them all. She cried for a long time over that, but if it was what I needed to stay, she'd get over it. I had a bunch of messages from mutual friends asking what the freak, to which I told them it was complicated and I'd talk soon. Few more days pass and it's time to move into the new place. We spend the day moving some things in, and Jane is practically giddy talking about our future plans. I tell her to pick up anything she needs from her mom's, and I'm going to get some stuff from my parents' place, and we'll meet back at the apartment that night. As soon as she leaves, I call my friend, and we pack up everything I had brought over and take it back to his place. Then I message my friends, telling them Jane had been abusive the last few months, lie, which is why I didn't go out and that the reason she had blocked them is because she thought I told them, and that they were telling me to leave her. I then went to the bank and drained our joint account, which had about 400 from me, and about 3700 and some change from her. Then I sent an email to Jane's mother claiming to be an angry ex who had access to my phone, including all these sexy time photos I took with Jane. Just thought you should know what your promiscuous daughter and that piece of crap get up to. And lastly, I had my friend hit me in the eye twice, 
swelling it up, then blocked Jane and asked two of our mutual friends to meet up with me. And just like that, it was over. I told them how Jane had become mentally and physically abusive for over the past few months after I caught her cheating. I showed them the screenshots of her chats with this guy. I told them that I had kept quiet to keep the peace, how she had lashed out at all of them when she thought they'd been helping me behind her back, how it was so out of character, how she threw a remote at me and swelled my eye when we were moving, and that's when I knew I needed to leave, and why I needed to take the money to get to safety. Jane showed up to my friend's house looking for me, while he told her I had moved and would call the cops if she showed up again while I hid upstairs. Heard how she frantically tried to find me to figure out what was happening and reached out to our mutual friends to make amends and tell them it was all my idea, only to discover the ones I had been talking to and subtly alluding to being abused for weeks, as well as the ones who remembered me coming to them after the first time she cheated and the ones who had seen my eye had passed along the information to her entire social circle and she was met with threats, insults and being ghosted by everyone she knew. How she told the last mutual friend she spoke to before he ghosted her that her mother had said she'd pray for her and cut her off financially for living an unhealthy lifestyle until she can smarten up after seeing the photos, which she can't prove I've ever sent as her mother certainly wouldn't have kept them, and that she's severely depressed. She's trapped in a six-month lease with zero money, no friends to rely on, and no one to help her stay afloat aside from maybe her former fling should she run to him. I'll be using her money to cover rent on a new apartment for myself and bought my friend a nice gift for being my accomplice in this. I plan to stay in therapy, both to get over this and to work through my feelings and how low I stooped to get revenge, as I don't want to carry this negativity with me in the future. After that, I plan to relearn how to be single and enjoy life on my own with the friends I inherited to keep me company. And before anyone forgets what sub they're in, I know this was crappy of me to do, but I'm okay with that. And no, I don't agree that this brings me to her level. Freaking over someone who trusted you and never did anything to break your trust is not the same as getting revenge on someone who freaked you over. Coming to the sub and complaining about people's morals is like going to the drug subreddit and lecturing people on the dangers. I mean, all I can really say about what OP did here is, I wouldn't have the guts to do all that. I definitely do get why they did it though, because finding out what you thought was your life for multiple years with somebody who you thought was probably going to be the one was a lie the entire time. I think that's enough to totally shatter somebody, so while what OP did was kind of crappy, I don't know if I can truly fault them for it. What do you guys think? Is OP crappy and the bad guy for doing all this to her? Knowing that throughout the duration of their multi-year relationship together, she was lying the entire time? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. If you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, it would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.